Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Elder Geek Game Club. My name is Steve Wilkinson. We're recording once again on a sunny Sunday morning here. Uh, I've got Randy Yasenchak, the editor and owner of eldergeek.com. How you doing today, Randy? I'm doing well. We're recording this live, actually, on, on Twitch as well, so this is kind of a, a fun little experiment for us. Uh, yep. no, none of us right now are playing. <laughs> like, what, what you're seeing is, is video capture. It should be, like, about an hour and 45 minutes of... of uh, uninterrupted you know live video capture so even if we go on a little bit long it should be you know it should be good to watch but uh what you're seeing is uh my first playthrough on survival mode so if it looks like i'm getting my uh butt handed to me by zombies i am getting my butt handed to me by zombies (laughs) don't Um, be fooled yeah i mean survival mode is hard but totally worth it but there we go Cool. Yeah, and I, you might you, you might hear him in the background there, uh, joining us again for his second uh, game club appearance in a row, as it were. Chris, Keen. he's actually a new host on the show. Hyperduck Soundworks. <laughs> Chris, welcome Hello. to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Glad to have you here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're replacing up. Phil. Phil Phil's fired. Um, yeah, yeah so we fired. fired Phil. Um, See ya, Phil. <laughs> 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 and no, if Phil I, ever comes back, we're just calling him Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, other, Phil, will be back. Chris. Phil will be with us on the next episode. Um, he hadn't played Last of Us, so it was kind of... It, it was a situation where we would have had to have waited a really long time to do this episode. Uh, and uh, Phil gave us his blessing and said, hey, let's, let's get it out while the game is still sort of uh, timely. And uh, so he, he's sitting this one out. So thanks, Phil. <laughs> Hats Speaking off. of the game being timely, I put up the review and still got some snarky comments of people oh, saying, like, you're just, you're just reviewing this now? Yeah, you little yeah. nerd. I, of course, I'm just doing it now. <laughs> yeah, so er- earlier this week, or, or late last week, however you look at it, uh, how your week begins on a Sunday or ends, um, Randy put up the review of com. You like that Sorry, explanation but... of how a week works? Still a little sore <laughs> about that one. No, it's it's it was one of those things where... Chris, Chris really graciously sent over a copy of it, and and a ton of people were asking for the review for it, and I was like, yeah, I really do want to review this. And uh, as I said in in one of the comments, um, it was kind of funny in between in between the last episode that we did of Game Club and this week, I, I literally started. I was I was in a random conversation with a paleontologist who was like, hey, have you have you tried The Last of Us yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. And uh, um, he started telling me all about about the disease that was in the game and he, mm-hmm. how he, excited he absolutely was about the game, not because of like what was going on in the game, but because of the disease in the game. And I was like, yeah. I really got to play this thing. I'm I, I'm literally the last person on the planet to have tried this. It's at least you're there, though. I'm just glad that you played it and you you picked up so much more from it than I did on my first <laughs> playthrough. I was just like, <laughs> like the stuff about the lilacs and stuff. I thought that was cool. Yes, you know, all, real quick before before we get into this, I, I had wanted to mention at the top of the show before before we said too much. This episode is going to be completely spoiler filled. Yeah, we are spoiling the hell spoiling the hell out of this game. Um, so if you're listening or watching on YouTube or on Twitch or whatever, and you don't want uh, to have the game spoiled, then um, just kill the feed and go watch last week's episode where yeah. we talked about um, dust. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or go watch the review because Randy doesn't spoil anything in the review. The review is spoiler free for the most part. Um, but yeah, don't uh, <laughs> don't listen to this because we're gonna say everything. Starting three, two, one. 
Ellen is Darth Vader. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many times did you guys complete the game? Uh, um, I've only once so ahead, far. Really, only one time? <laughs> uh, I started the survival last week, and then I just haven't had time to go back to it. But I was like instantly enjoying it even more because I like I like the super like listening ability was cool and all, but and I, it's kind of nice, you know, when you go first through it to really just use that so that you can enjoy it more and like you know it, it, i mean the first time through i still got my ass handed to me at some points yeah but like um and i was on normal mode but i mean i sucked so that's why it happened and um but like you know it's like nice to really sort of focus on the story the first time through and then the second time mm-hmm. it's like you know the story and now it's just more 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 about being a game the second time around you know like yeah. the survival it's really well like like from the gameplay there you know <laughs> you can tell it's you, you're getting your ass handed to you by zombies and stuff in the survival it's it's pretty tough like you know it's, it's Dude, good you, though it's good tough you know what's funny is like the harder parts like honestly when you're playing survival mode or even on normal mode i found that some of the harder parts were literally in the beginning even after i played the game um one of the toughest stealth segments i think is is the first one that that you're given where where you're with uh, ellie and tess and you drop down to take out it's only like five zombies or, or five runners or whatever it's, it might be like yeah, four runners yeah. and a clicker mm-hmm. that is like literally the hardest stealth segment in the entire game yeah yeah it's awesome though and it's really uh, like that's your real first encounter with like lots of them as well yeah i was i was screaming like a girl the first time i did that because <laughs> i would get caught and i'd be sitting with my friend and i'm like don't don't get caught don't get caught you got caught <laughs> yeah, and then there's like nowhere like, to run no! to. Yeah, you're just stuck in like two, two or three rooms that are basically just boxes, and and you're just done if you get caught. Yeah. Hey, Randy, so, uh, so real scary. quick, the chat room's saying they don't hear you. They hear me and Chris, but they don't hear you. Oh no! Are you <clears> kidding? <throat> yeah, sorry. I, I didn't want to <clears throat> interrupt the conversation, but I figured if people were going to be sitting here for an hour, <laughs> they might, they might want to. Uh, Hear what hear you're what saying. You say. How can't they hear me, <laughs> dude? No. So oh, I have I no com- idea why. I completed the game once and try. Wait, wait. And now half. they probably have to hear me. Oh, hey, Matt. Like, sleep. How's it going? I almost wonder if we need to start all over again. Nah, man. don't worry about it. If I, if I if I have to fake it, I'll fake it. We'll just fake it. Sorry for anyone listening at home or on YouTube. You know. It happens. Whatever. I'll just write down what Randy says on a post-it. And then <laughs> <laughs> can they hear me now? They should. Hopefully they should be able to now. Can anyone in the chat room confirm that you can hear Randy, please? Just a yes or no. Blink oh, twice for yes, once for no. Okay. <laughs> I guess they can't hear any of us. All right. Moving forward then. <laughs> Okay. They can't hear us, really? Yeah, uh, they can hear you. They can yeah. hear you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Hey, we don't do very many live. This is why we don't do many live Game Club episodes. <laughs> it just adds another layer of uh, of technical stuff that we need to deal with. Ask Chris. Yeah. Streaming is not easy, especially if you're doing no. it right. Don't, we were actually just going back and started. forth all week trying to get his setup to go, and then just no, no luck. And then, I, mm. and then I just stuck all my equipment on eBay and sold it to t- <laughs> I like screw it. <laughs> I'll start again next week. <laughs> uh, I was using the the Elgato Game Capture HD, yeah. which is to be honest, like you know, I bought it with the intention of using it with the PS3 and the Xbox, which is fine, and uh-huh. the Wii. 
mm -hmm. and it works perfectly with those, you know. Uh, but I can't get the work with my computer, and it's just too, I don't know. I'm gonna deal with it next week. I don't want, I don't want to deal with it. This <laughs> what he means by computer anymore. is he wants to be able to stream his PC yeah. into the card to capture what's on his 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 screen. I see. Yeah, I got you. I, I wanted to like you know record Assassin's Creed Three, mm -hmm. you know, from mm -hmm. Steam. And uh, it's just, it does record it, no problem. Records that, records my voice, no problem. Doesn't record the the PC audio. So, hmm. and I've went through all the solutions and stuff and nothing yet. So, I'll worry about it next week. We'll, we'll get sold, there, dude. I sold it. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll get there. Steve, what about you, dude? How many times did you finish the game? I finished the game, um, well, I, I really saw the ending one time. So, here's what happened. And I, I played through the game, I got about... Uh, I was a little more than two-thirds of the way through the game on normal. And to be honest with you, I kind of hit this point where I was like, you know what, I just want to get through and finish the story. So I dialed it back down to easy. I was at a part where I was getting frustrated, and I was just like, I'm going to put it on easy so I can get through, finish the story, and, you know, whatever. To be honest, I didn't see a huge dif difference between normal and easy in difficulty. Huh. Um, it was a little more forgiving, but not not like there were some situations where on normal, if you kind of got like two or three people on you, you'd be, you'd be done. Yeah. Where you could yeah. kind of like squeak through it with a little bit of health left on easy. Yeah. Um, so um, I finished the game that way and then I went back and I'm replaying it now from where I left off on normal all the way through and I'm, and I'm almost done on, on that version. And then I'm going to check out survival and stuff. I typically don't like playing games again on harder difficult difficulties. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is a rare case where I, I've enjoyed it so much, and I, I feel like the game is rewarding enough as a ga uh, the gameplay that I do want to yeah. try it on harder difficulties and get used to it. So I, I was right up to the point um, where you are by yourself, where you and Sam get separated from Henry and Ellie when you're in the sewers. Yeah. Oh that yeah, was, yeah, that, yeah. That, that oh dude, that part's tough too. Yeah, I was at that part, and that's where I, I split up. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, chat room. We're not talking about what it says up there. We're, we're actually talking about Last of Us, and this is going to be a very spoiler-heavy episode, so uh, if you don't want anything spoiled... What does it now. say above our stream? It says something about Dawngate. Shen playing Dawngate or something like that. Shen playing yeah. Dawngate? Shen's been gone for like a week. Yep. Shen's literally in the, in the process of going from one side of the country to the next by car, so... Sorry, we forgot to retitle the channel ahead of time. And what's weird is when you when you do that midstream, Twitch doesn't register the the change midstream. So, right. <laughs> darn you, Twitch! Right. All right, well, I guess I'm the giant nerd. I finished the game three times. Wow. Three times! I did that's awesome. Three times. <laughs> I did it. I did it once on normal. Uh, oh, actually, no, no, no. I started the game on normal. Um, and then uh, something happened. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I remember. Um, uh, my uh. My additional capture device came in, or not my additional capture device, but the the device that lets me record in 1080p came in, and so I was like, I can't do the video review like half in 1080p and half in 720, so I'm gonna yeah. start over again in 1080p. So I went hmm. back and I started it again on hard, and I and it was I captured like almost the entire game in 1080p, and uh, but anyway, so I finished it on hard, and then when I was done with that, I was like, I really want to do survival because because uh, um, that was pretty great. And so I did it on survival, and then uh, I couldn't help but notice that I got, like, no achievements for the game. And then I was like, what's up with that? And I noticed that <laughs> the game really doesn't have that many achievements in the first place. Mm -hmm. But um, but one of the achievements is to get the game finished on survival plus. 
And so that's what I yeah. did. I did I did the game on hard, then on survival, and then on survival plus. Um, wow. Yeah. Survival plus. Huh? Yeah, you know it's it's um, survival plus. It's it's like new See? game plus. You finish the game and then you can start the game over again with all the upgrades and stuff that you did. You don't have all the oh, weapons. Right. Like so, when you go into the basement in the beginning and you pick up your gun, you still only get the nine millimeter. But the nine but it's millimeter fully upgraded. Yeah, it's tricked out with all the stuff that you put into it. Um, and the same thing yeah. with like the 45 and everything else. So yeah. in that, in that sense, like survival plus is a ton easier than doing survival the first time. So when I did survival plus, I like, I burned through it. Um, and the other thing was I, uh, when I did uh, survival mode, I like saved all my ammo and, and kind of powered through the last bit of it, um, by just doing, you know, guns of blazing. Um, and when I did Survival Plus, since my guns were so OP, I was just like, ha, 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 and just like <laughs> blowing everybody away and crossbowing everybody away. Except, you know, I say that, but when you watch this portion of the game, you, you're given so little ammunition. So if it looks like I'm trying to conserve ammo, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I'm just kind of go. we have some questions and things we kind of, some points we want to hit. Uh, what do you think about the idea of The Last of Us being just another zombie game? I mean, do you think it is, or do you think it kind of... Uh... Chris, would you like to go, or shall I, or... Uh, I think you go first. I have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts. Um, I'm smart, Michael. I have thoughts. <laughs> you know, I, um, I was actually the person that wrote out just another zombie game, and I, and I, I did that kind of intentionally, because uh, a lot of people say, oh, it's just another zombie game. Or even just the phrase, it's just another zombie game, is kind of thrown out there for a lot of games. And um, uh, I, I never really think zombie games, like good zombie games and good zombie movies, should never just be zombie movies, or just be zombie games. You know, like even, even Dawn of the Dead, or, or even Day of the Dead, or anything like that, they're never just about the zombies it's always there's always a larger message like about consumerism or xenophobia or anything like that mm-hmm. and uh and in that regard no i don't think that the last of us is just another zombie game um you know because this is this is a the greater message about this is about, is about kind of like re-exploring um you know the core concept of what makes a family kind of thing mm-hmm. um and aside from that, if you wanted to go on like a technical nerd level, which I would love to do, they're not actually zombies because they're not <laughs> actually dead yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they're not reanimated corpses. So there yep. you go. Not just another zombie game. You, you can count me in amongst the people who were like, ugh, a zombie game. When they first announced it, when I first saw the, the trailers and everything, I was super disappointed. Um, being a big fan of, of the Uncharted series uh, and really excited to see what they were going to do next. When I first saw the previews of, of The Last of Us, my, my, that was my initial response was, oh man, I can't believe they're doing a zombie game because I'm just so beyond over zombies at this point. I'm just kind of, that it's just way oversaturated. So to see yeah. um, them doing the same kind of thing just really kind of disappointed me because I was like, ah. Oh. We don't need it. We don't need another one. But that yeah. being said, uh, I, you know, I think that to your point, Randy, absolutely. I think that the story that Naughty Dog tells and their ability as to- as storytellers is just at a at a caliber that's so above a lot of other you know uh, developers out there that I, I feel like the game at no point to me feels like a, just another zombie game or even a zombie game. Uh, you know, I, I know. 
people in the, in the uh, chat room are saying that they are zombies, but I technically, <laughs> I mean, maybe they are technically, but uh, or, or they have zombie-like qualities to them. But you're right; they're not tec- technically zombies. They are infected with this disease that infects their brain. It, it's like saying, "Do you consider the the uh, the, the zombies in Left for Dead as zombies?" I consider those to be zombies. I was actually going to say, do you consider the zombies in 28 Days Later to be zombies? Oh, with the rage virus. Uh, no. Because they don't <laughs> they don't die and reanimate. They just become what they are. Uh, you know, and it's kind of that same yeah. idea. And yeah. they even starve to death, those zombies. Right, you're right. Yeah, if they didn't, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't think that they're, they're your traditional zombies at all. Um, but I think that the game itself is, is just a step above kind of those cliches of what you get in most zombie stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 at this point, I actively avoid zombie fiction because I'm just, I'm just tired of it. You know, like we stopped yeah. watching the walking dead. I stopped reading the walking dead around a couple issues after a hundred and we've stopped watching the show now after a couple seasons. I'm just done with it. I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Dude, that is so crazy to hear because you were a huge Walking Dead fan. I huge. was a huge. I was a huge Walking Dead fan before the TV show, uh, as as the comic series was ongoing. And now I'm just, it's just too much. I just, I'm done. I don't mean wow. to sound like a, I don't mean to sound like a hipster about it or like, you know, I was into it like way before it was cool. But <laughs> you know what? I was into it way before it was cool, and I'm just done with it now. <laughs> Uh, so. It's been done a lot, like so. I, I don't blame you, really. Like, been a lot of. I mean, think about how far back it's been going. You know, like I think it's really just come to its boiling point with Walking Dead, uh, the TV show and the games and stuff. Like, I still quite like it, but I mean, everyone, it's just it's crazy. Like, it's just, like people are just constantly still doing it, like in all shapes and forms. You know, and yeah. um, I think. Uh, I was kind of the same as you were. Whenever I saw the Last of Us trailer, I was like, wow, that looks really cool. But uh, the first thing, it didn't give me, it's like one of those typical trailers that didn't give me enough to really sort of solidify an answer in my head whether or not it was going to be just another zombie game or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, for me, like The Last of Us is really, and like, you know, the story of The Last of Us, you know, while, you know, it's, it while it is, you know, like unique the characters are unique and like you know the the way it progresses is you know it's really nice like you know it it has really similar qualities to other ways you know that story has been told before it feels like Mm -hmm. you know and it's like so it's not trying to be a brand new story you know it's just trying to it's it's all i think it's it, it is about the story but more than anything it's about the characters like because you could tell that story a thousand times and like if you didn't have the right people the right characters for it it wouldn't it wouldn't matter to you the way it did like you know the way they developed the characters for you you know because mm-hmm. it, it, it isn't like you know a groundbreaking story it's not like whoa yeah you know and like <laughs> and you could you could like a lot of the stuff you know you could kind of imagine was gonna or predict it was gonna happen and stuff you know and like you know so it wasn't really that many points where i was like taken back and really shocked you know, like, even whenever, like, you know, spoiler. No, you're allowed yeah, to spoil. Talk, talk as though the people who are listening <laughs> yeah. have played the game. Yeah, well, like, whenever Tess dies, I was like, I kind of just, I felt that was going to happen at some point, like, you know, mm-hmm. already. Like, I don't know why. I, I didn't feel that surprised whenever she was, like, 
you know, well, boom. Yeah, that and all the trailers and all the gameplay footage and everything before the game came out never showed Tess. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, she's not long for this one. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. she even wears a red shirt for crying out yeah. loud. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Tess. Uh, I I was I knew Tess was gonna die before, and I didn't even watch a lot of the trailers. Just kind of the way they were treating the character a little bit. I was like, yeah, you're dead. It's just a matter of when. And uh, <laughs> I, I got to admit, I was like surprised at how early they kind of cut her out. Um, so, well, they need. She couldn't be there because then that forced Joel and Ellie to bond, you know, and be on their own. And he had to, you know, kind of make that hard decision. That he do what he didn't want to do, which was stick with Ellie and get her to the uh, to the Fireflies, and so the, having getting rid of her early forced him to do that. And, and that you know, if she had stayed longer, it would have just prolonged uh, prolonged that development of their their relationship. But yeah, I, I agree with what uh, you said, Chris. You, you mentioned you know the fact that uh, the story's not really all that groundbreaking, and really it's it's these other factors. It's definitely a sum of of all of its parts, and and I mean. The, the writing uh, was really good. I feel like all the dialogue yeah. was really good. I never yeah, was, no, totally I never was. remember a part where I was like, God, that line was so cheesy or anything. You know, like that. It was just yeah. Yeah. always spot on. And the performances from the voice actors um, was just amazing. I, I actually went ahead so and got the um, I got the, the documentary. Um, really? Called, cool. Uh, I see. Called, uh, something Ground, Ground Up or something Dude, like that. Dude, that's awesome. It's the Area 5, the guys who used to produce the One Up show. And, oh uh, wow! And co-op, co-op for Revision Three. Yeah, they do yeah. Like, I guess they're doing like just like documentary stuff now, and so they did. It's like a ninety-minute documentary on the making of the game, with, uh, interviewing Naughty Dog, a lot of stuff on the soundstage where they were doing the mocap performances from the actors. Yeah, and I just, I, you know, it gave me such a huge uh, appreciation for what those people did, man. And and uh, R- Richard McSundy in the chat room just said Troy Baker's. So fucking great, and he's right. He is. I watching he's the watching so cool. his performances on the soundstage. Just, I totally like. I'm that guy's number uh, one fan now. Because that's awesome. I mean, he, I have to see that. You have to throw me a, a link. Yeah, the, unfortunately, right now the only way to get it is you have to buy the season pass of the DLC, and then and oh then, really? And then you can download it through the the PlayStation Store. So I was like, you know what? I've enjoyed this game enough. Normally, I'm not a fan of season pass type things. In fact, I'm, I'm almost against them. But this was a situation where I felt like <laughs> I've gotten so much enjoyment out of this game and I want to get so much more out of it through the DLC. And I want to watch this video really bad and support the Area 5 guys because I'm a fan of their work. So I was like, you yeah. know what, I'll pay 20 bucks and I'll get this. Unfortunately, that's the only way it's out there right now. You have to play it. on. It's not like a DRM-free copy that you can give to anyone. Yeah. Just play that it on your stinks. PlayStation. What about, like, when? can you just get it on the PlayStation Store? Standalone, no. You have to get the. You, have you got to do the, the season, season pass. pass. They, See, that's I, lame. Like, I'll go off on a tiny little soapbox about about season pass crap. I would <laughs> I would support the idea of seasons pass more if like what they gave you was more single player standalone content or even good multiplayer content to add to it. But a lot of times, what they give you to pad out and make your twenty bucks or whatever worth it, they'll give you crap magic. that's like. Um, they're like, oh, here's the time trials version of of this game. I don't yeah. want to play time trials. Give me another story. Give me. They, they give me are more actually adding more yeah. uh, single player story. Yeah, the game. I, really? I did read that when they did yes. an AMA on Reddit, which looked yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I had known that. I had known uh, that ahead of time too. So that was the other reason I was kind of like, oh, I you know, I can, I can handle this. I think there's going to be four or five DLC packs coming out and that they're all included oh. in, in that $20 and then you get the video as well. The video was really what I wanted. I actually would have paid $20 just for the video. Um, 
because it was a pretty good uh, documentary. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the, the actors, man, just the stuff they did, the the, the way they, they acted out those scenes was, was just fantastic to watch. And, and if, if it ever becomes available in any other form, I, I don't know that I would suggest just to anybody to go out and pay $20 to watch the documentary. But if you ever have a chance, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. And uh, Nolan awesome. North, man, was just... He was awesome. I, I was. It was so cool that he was in the game, and and he talks on the on the documentary about how he actively did not want anyone to know it was him. Wait, so, Nolan North is in the game. He was David. Who's he was David? The cannibal, the head of the cannibal people in Colorado. Get out of here! Really? Yep. No way. What? Yep. My I blown. missed that completely. I yeah, I didn't hear that either. <laughs> Dude, you know, and I was just—I was even going to make the point. Hey, it was kind of neat to see Naughty Dog or use a Nolan or not have Nolan North in one of their games. All right, you know, just in general, it was kind of cool to not see Nolan North in another game. Huh? How about that? Yep, that was him, and and so he actually sat there and was like doing the voice of David uh, and talking about how he he kind of broke it down and came up with the you know he just wanted to do something that didn't sound like himself at all. Yeah, so they did when, a great I, when job. I realized so that, cool. uh, I, totally, that character took on a whole new life for me because i was like man but yeah so i i the, the performances are really what kind of because you, you can have a story you can you can you can write the story and and have this idea of a of a father figure and a daughter figure who aren't actually those things and then kind of becoming that but i mean if the people who are delivering these lines and these and these performances aren't aren't nailing it then it's just going to fall flat and i mean the the emotional connection you make as you're playing through the game is, is just uh i i haven't had that many times in games what no. yeah. i felt in this I, I mean a lot of people have talked about that opening scene and it's kind of been talked to death i guess in a lot of podcasts of of you know the what you don't expect playing it is the first you sit down and you watch an intro scene introducing joel and his daughter sarah and then you are then put into a situation where you're controlling sarah the night of the in the outbreak and uh, you, you're kind of taken through, you know, how she then meets up with her father, Joel, and then goes from there. And, and I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all. And it was extremely powerful, I thought. Um, I played it. Uh, <laughs> I played the opening of the game by myself. My, my wife and daughter were away for the weekend. And I was sitting in the house by myself at like 1130 at night, you know. <laughs> I played through that. And I got through that opening scene, you know. And then him holding her. She's like dying in his arms. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I, I need to like, I need to take a break and like walk away from this for a little yeah. while. <laughs> Where's the dog? I need a hug. I, I you know. <laughs> I've said on the show before in the past, and, and you know, I have a, I have a, an almost nine-year-old daughter, and uh, you know, playing through that scene, I mean, just, uh, it was really effective. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I rarely get choked up. I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've cried in the last twenty years. <laughs> but how but, many uh, times did you cry while playing Last of Us? I didn't well, almost cry. cry. Me, I didn't sob. All right, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a deep, like <laughs> moaning, wailing, sobbing. But I definitely got, <laughs> I definitely got choked up a few times. <laughs> I got choked up three times. Yeah, and and that three was times. one of them, man. When that scene with him holding her and just, I mean, as a father and especially as a father of, of a little girl, I mean, that just like tore my heart out watching that. And then watching him as he did that mocap performance and what he went through to to get that performance out of himself uh, i mean it was uh whew. yeah chris stuff. what about you dude you get choked up at all 
Uh, I'm asking the, the hardcore the killer s- out of the three of us. He's like, nah. <laughs> I never cry. <laughs> I only cry uh, when I run out of ammo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I did. I did actually. Um, it was that that opening scene was pretty tough. Like, um, I did get choked up at that, um, and then there were other points as well. I was just trying to think of the other points in it because there was multiple times whenever you met the what'd you call the other guy that you met um bill and and his son died oh oh uh oh henry henry yeah henry whenever his son died i was like oh really Uh, that one got you because like because he killed himself afterwards i was just like oh yeah it was like if you're just thinking about it you know i was like this is the last thing he had in the world and then he just watched it go, and he's just like instantly not even thinking about it. Boom, gone. Like it was like, it, I, I, that act, that was one of the things I go back when I said earlier on. You know, there were things I could predict, but I didn't see that coming at all. Like, and that's I think it was maybe the shock factor that kind of made me choke up a wee bit about it. But that yeah. was that. That was definitely that. And then at the very end as well, obviously, you know, whenever like you're trying to get the Ellie. Mm. And then, like you see, see whenever um, they're way the the escaped and they're way way far out, and she's like, um, didn't know what happened, and then he was like explaining to her, he was lying to her, but while yeah. he was lying to her, you were seeing what was happening, and then he shot the other girl, and I was like, fucking hell, like he's just <laughs> like, like, he doesn't fuck around, like, you know, like, he's so, because you love Joel, like, you really love him, like, you know, and, and, like, but then you have to sit and think, he is such a violent bastard, like, he's so, but, like, if, and that's, that's the thing, like, you know, that's, like, you know, that kind of, like, 20 years on from whenever this hit the human race, and, like, you can tell that, you know, he would have been like this back then, you know, at the start, but, like, it was just kind of, he protects his own, you know, it's that, that kind of primal instinct, you know, he will kill to protect the people that he loves, like, and he won't even think twice about it. And, uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty good way to end it, like. Um, there was one other one, but I can't remember what it was, so I, I'm gonna ask you, because you will definitely have a few, like, and uh, I think I'll also trigger some memories in my head. Like the, so. Honestly, the one, that, aside from the intro scene, the one that actually got me the worst, and I, I don't even think a lot of people... I, I even talked to Steve about this when he was like, really? You got choked up about that one? Nerd pussy. <laughs> no, but uh, um, the one was uh, when they're in the sewers and you're, you know, you find out all the stuff about Ish and all the people that were, that were still living in that sewer uh, or the, the water runoff or whatever that was. But you find the room where the kids all died and on the floor is written, they didn't suffer. And that just fucking killed me. I was like, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. They just put a pile of dead kids in the room, you know, and then, like, basically, you know, give you this big backstory about them and everything. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, if they do a DLC about Ish, I would I would play that, you know, definitely. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, would, that would be a day one purchase for me. That was, that was a great, um, and speaking of storytelling and stuff like that, I mean, that was a great underlying subplot of the game, which had no impact on anything aside uh-uh. from just... 
you know, a lot of times in games you get the audio logs, you know, and like you have like the Doom 3 thing where you're like going around and picking up audio diaries and you got to sit there and listen to it and it's like blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And, and it basically like tips you off that like when you go in the next room, there's going to be a monster in the closet basically is like what the audio. Log- but this was a thing where it just fleshed out this story that had really no impact on anything, but it was just super interesting. The, 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 you find the boat that washed up on the beach and you find out about its captain ish, which was great because there's like the Ishmael. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then you follow, and then you find the entrance to the sewers, and you go in there, and you find a whole bunch of uh, information about, um, about, you know, him meeting up with David and Susan. Was it was the name of the? Woman? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I might have the names wrong, but uh, anyway, he meets up with a, with a couple and, and their kids, and talks about how he thinks he can trust them because they have kids, and he wants to invite them to come stay with him in the sewer. And then you know you find the bodies of the kids and and the guy. And then, uh, you know, then you make your way out and you make it get to the suburban neighborhood and you find more information. And this is from the point of view of the guy and the woman and them meeting Ish and feeling like they can trust him. And then you, you know, kind of it, find out what happened in the sewer, why, all just from picking up pieces of paper and reading yeah. things. And just really well told in a way that normally I just avoid that stuff. I, I just don't even care, like playing like game, anything like uh any other type of game that has that mechanic in it, I usually just skip it. But this was a game where it just was done in such a way. I, I don't even know what it was that drew me mm-hmm. into it. But it, it was just so it was so ingrained in the in the world and the story that it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't me. invasive. That's the thing. Like you know, like it didn't. It wasn't like hey, you know, like bang, right up like in your face. It wasn't sort of sort of making your the flow of your gameplay disjointed in any way. You know, it was just. Right. It's just all there as you went along, like, and it's kind of it's nice. Like, I need to go back and play it. Now, just talking about it, it's just like I want to go back <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I missed out on a lot of those. We, I mean, I picked up a lot of the papers and stuff, but I'm pretty sure I missed out on some of those. We kind of like story developments you're talking about. You know, I think the other thing is the reason why I think that it's so effective is like the most of the other active male characters or even i guess in the case of ish he would be an inactive male character in the story they're all almost sort of iterations of joel in a way of like how the story could have gone you know Mm, like with ish his would be the story of how things would go if shit went awry with with joel if he wasn't successful in protecting ellie and tess and then with with bill it's kind of the story of you know if joel were to instead of uh, opening up and becoming friends uh, and, uh, and almost a father figure with Ellie, you know, what it would be like for him if he were to just shut her off because by this point he would have lost his his wife prior to the game, his brother who he would have never been talking to anymore, Tess, you know, and then yeah. pretty much everybody. So Bill would have been the, the incarnation of Joel if, if Joel went that route. And then with, uh, yeah. you know, even with, uh, what's, what's his name, Sam, the Nolan North character? David. David, even him, like, Joel is so violent and so unpredictable. You could even see him going down that route as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's just kind of like a luck of the draw situation as to how you you end up, you know, in this world. You know, a lot of of people have said, you know, I've heard read things on, on forums and stuff after I finished the game I kind of went out and wanted to get people's opinions as well because I was curious I had avoided all spoilers and everything but you know, a lot of people said you know basically they, they got into the whole thing that, that people have said about uh, Nathan Drake and Lara Croft is like Joel's a mass murderer he's a psychotic murderer 
you know. And at one point in the game, David even says something, you know, when he's talking to Ellen, he's like, you know, my men, they came, one came back and said they were all mur- slaughtered by a, a maniac, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, and, and, yeah, he is kind of insane, but I think a lot of it probably spawns from the moment at the beginning of the game where his daughter dies in his arms yeah. and he just loses his mind. You know, he's, he is psychotic. He's, he's, he's become yeah. unhinged and, and killing. And, you know, this is, a, he's probably been in shock for 20 years and just never had a chance to deal with any of it. And, and that's why, you know, he, he's just able to murder people basically without even, uh, you know, <laughs> thinking twice about it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and David I'm, would be the exact same way because <clears throat> there's a point when you're escaping with Ellie or trying to escape where you listen through the window They've got women and children and families and, you know, mm-hmm. non-hunting people that live within their society. And they talk about how they need to evacuate them and they need to, like, get them away from Ellie. So it's not like David is this purely evil guy. Like, Joel and David are really close to the same with the exception of maybe David is probably a pedophile. I mean, you don't even know. <laughs> and he's a cannibal. Uh, <laughs> and he's a cannibal. Okay, so he's a cannibal, a cannibal and a pedophile. Okay, so those are the two traits that really push him over the edge of being, like, the bad guy. But aside yeah, from that, the two just, of them are really the same character. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah no, don't, right. don't put those things on your CV, you know. <laughs> no, you will not get the job. <laughs> also, hobbies. <laughs> Cannibalism. Speaking of, speaking of David and that whole thing, that was one of my moments, was the moment when Ellie just fucking goes apeshit with the machete and just kills David. Yeah, chops his head up, that's and then right. right. Right as she's done, Joel comes running in. Finally, they're reunited, and they have that moment. She's like ready to go after Joel too, and he calms her down. And he's just the their voices go down. You can't hear what they're saying. You just see them talking to each other, and the music swells up. That part, yeah, I, actually, I got, seriously was like choking back tears at that part. That really got me. That was uh, yeah, Sam. That was, a, I, that a was a moment, brilliant moment. Like I was shocking. Like see her character kind of get a bit fractured at that point like mm-hmm. you know really sort of change into something a wee yeah. bit like what joel is exactly. like as well you know mm-hmm. and it was like joel probably like that whole point when he comes in he could see you know her kind of yeah. losing it the way he he would had lost it and mm-hmm. would lose it multiple times throughout the the whole thing the whole story like you know and that leads into one of my favorite moments in the game um as far as storytelling goes is that when they get to Salt Lake City and they're in that, I guess it looks like a bus station or a train station or something. They're, they're in some sort of like a, there's all like key, like a um, line, um, you know, like the ropes anyway. Yeah. You get to that place and Ellie, you've, you've walked into town. Ellie has seemed very kind of um, disconnected and just quiet, which is very odd. Um, I think Randy, you had put a note about this somewhere in there about the, that Joel and Ellie kind of flip sides joel becomes very yeah. talkative mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna teach you how to play guitar we're gonna do that you know blah blah, mm-hmm. blah blah and ellie's yeah. just like yeah yeah you know you get to that station and ellie's sitting there and there's that moment where you know you realize okay i need to get the ladder and i need you know i've done this 20 times in the game so far and joel picks up the ladder and he puts it there and the, the, it shows him and he does the thing where he i'm like pantomiming this to the camera so for people in the audio version <laughs> getting nothing out of this sorry he does the thing to hoist her up you know and and, and then it just stops for a second and like yeah. Normally the animation is now Ellie hops on his foot and climbs up and does but like it doesn't happen and then Joel's like Ellie and she's like huh? You know and she's still sitting over on the other side of the yep. of yeah. the room and it was just such a 
I just love that part so much. It's really probably my favorite part of the game. I, I, I just felt like that was such a neat moment where it kind of breaks the fourth wall, but also uses this uh, fourth wall in that it uses a game mechanic that you're like so um, just, used to. You're so used to and just expecting it to, to work a certain way because you've done it so many times already. And then just yeah. have it disconnect for a moment. And you're like, what the heck? So you're like almost feeling Joel's what's going on in his head is like, what the hell? This is the, what, how this is supposed to work. What's going on. And then, yeah. you know, then he kind of reels Ellie back in and then, and then you have the giraffe moment a second later, which is another touching moment of the game. Yeah. The I, I just thought that moment. was such a cool piece and, and it really did such a great job of showing, you know, they, they could have done that as a cutscene where, where Ellie and Joel had a five minute conversation about, you know, how she's dealing with what she did to David and yeah. everything that happened to her. And instead they did that quick little sequence where they messed with the game mechanic and it, it just, I felt like it was a million times more effective. Yeah. Uh, it's so well written. Like it really is so much care. You can, you can just feel so much cares went into every single like mm -hmm. moment that goes through it. There's not, there's no like real weak part in the writing at all. Like you know, there's no no kink in the in there, chink in the armor. Yeah. Like you know, right? Yeah. Like like oh boy, here's the driving the driving level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> the driving level. Yeah. Yeah. Novel there's none of that. It just, it just does what it does and does it well. Keeps a pretty good pace. I mean, the game's what like 15 hours long. I think I was at about 15 hours. When Which I is a pretty good length for a single player game. For a single player really? action game, that's a good. That's a good chunk of time you know yeah um, totally and I, th I think you know nowadays it feels like you're lucky if you get eight out or eight hours out of a out of a single mm -hmm. player game you know yeah eight seems to be the norm ten is rare and anything above that is, is pretty much which is kind of yeah. a shame because it used to be like 18 to 21 you know yeah, yeah. you know but at the same time a lot of times you'd play those 21 hours single you know if it's like an rpg that's mm -hmm. one thing but if you're playing like a like a first person shooter and it's 20 some hours like i'm reminded of the first resistance game which yeah. just had a ton of padding and then you're just there were true in that game that just dragged on and on and on and you're just like god damn it this game could have been six hours and i would have enjoyed it so much more yeah <laughs> so if this game is manages to be 15 hours but feel like it doesn't feel like it's too long. It doesn't feel like it's too short. It just feels perfect. Yeah. That, yeah. In that space. Totally agree. What's the worst part of the game for you guys? Um, like, I mean, there's got to be something that, that just drove you crazy or you wish you could have see, them redo or something. See when you're at the end and you keep finding the the voice memo things? Uh-huh. Why, why the fuck do you keep finding lots of different voice memos from the same person? Just keep the one. Just keep the one, and just keep using it. Why does she have to go like day one? Okay, day two. It's like, what are you doing? Just hold on to it. It's hold the end of the world, it. but I have an endless amount of voice recorders. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I understand. You know, it's the same concept where you're finding bits of this other story, like we we're talking about Steve, and like that's cool and all, but. For fuck's yeah, sake, like that one, you know, not not as well implemented. No, <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe maybe that's the one chink in the armor. Like I thought that was, I, I just find it kind of silly, like you know. But um, I, I, I found it really annoying that you couldn't play those freaking things while you were walking around. It was like, oh really? I gotta stop and leave this in this pause menu while I listen to Marlene talk for twenty minutes. I'll go get yeah. another cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is the one thing t on, a, on a technical level with those that I wish that, yeah, for the audio ones, you could have just let them play and keep going. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. Them, but, yeah, yeah. 
I, I had a couple technical issues, um, which we talked about. And I think that I didn't have like a worst part of the game as far as narrative or anything like that. But I did have a couple. You talked about it in the review and you and I had talked about it, you know, as you were working on the review where I had situations where I would spawn back in after dying and just all the, yeah, all the zombies and, and the or or even on levels where you were fighting humans, they were just freaking out and running around and, mm-hmm. you know, or they'd I'd, I'd pop in and they'd all just aggro me right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if I was stealthed and that stuff drove me nuts. I also had a situation that that last sequence um, in Salt Lake City when you're going through the tunnel with all the water and you're yeah. jumping from from the bus tops. There's this one jump you had to make, and I don't know what it was. I actually had to go up and look it up online because you were jumping from a bus to the air vent, and then yeah. you walked down the air vent, and then that was when you fell in the bus and all that stuff happened. Yeah. Um, so there was that jump from the bus to the air vent. I must have done that 20 goddamn times, and I just kept falling in the water. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm hitting the X button. I'm hitting the triangle button. I'm trying all kinds of stuff. Finally, I look it up, and I, I was on one some website – Game Facts or one of those forums or game trailers, one of their message boards. And uh, someone was like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. You just need to walk up to the cor- the top corner of it and just kind of push forward, and then it'll play a, a, a cut scene of you jumping. I'm like, really? I mean, they couldn't just pl- plug in something where I walk up and hit X or try- any of the buttons I'm used to using to interact with the world yeah. to trigger that. I mean, it was that was, to me, that really frustrated the hell out of me. And to have me actually have to go and look it up was the only time – where it took me out of the game and I was kind of like, now I have to go figure out what I'm technically, technically doing wrong here. That's yeah. preventing me from moving forward. Because yeah. I don't know what I, I was trying to jump. I was in the water. I was trying to swim under the bus. I was doing all kinds of ridiculous shit. That's crazy. <laughs> People watching the stream right now are actually going to see the glitch. This is the glitch that I actually used in the, in the video review where like, you'll see it like just in a second. Now, as I'm walking up, this is from a respawn. There's no zombies there, but in just like a second now, you'll see zombies just like pop up. Yep, there it happened. <laughs> it's like what? Come on, game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's disappointing. Just those couple little technical things when yeah. everything else is so polished. I mean, obviously things are going to get through, but the thing right. with the 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 respawn seems like it should have been something that. Yeah, I think that uh, I never saw that. I, I mean, I saw it in your review i was watching i was like what but that never that never happened to me really? i think that must have been like a i mean a, how recent was that then that like i was like you, when did you do that recording that was like last week was it yeah had to have been last week yeah so like that's weird like because that seems like a pretty big game ruiner <laughs> like you know yeah. like if you're you know that that stops you in your trip. Was that a, which what mode was it on? Was that on normal or survival? Hard and survival. Yeah. Hard. Hard and survival. Um, I encountered it on normal and easy also. Though. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm wondering if it just has something to do with the autosave system because apparently the game did launch with a, a pretty bad autosave bug. Oh um, really? That. Uh, so I'm wondering if then when they patched it and fixed it, if it was just kind of a residual kind of hmm. left over from that. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, and it, it, it was just one of those things where I wasn't even expecting to catch it. Like, it, I remember when I was doing the playthrough of the game, um, and I captured all the footage that I wanted for the game, and I was like, I would, I was like, it'd be really great if I had caught that bug, um, and then I could at least use it in the video review, so I don't sound like a crazy person. You know, it's always, it's always great when I have exact video evidence of of whatever you know claim I'm saying about the game, whether it's good or bad. Um, and I captured this segment specifically for, for game club. And then I was like, 
huh, boy, it's happening right here. I was like, this is kind of perfect. It's it's a huge clip that I kind of got to dig into and, and pull it out. But um, uh, yeah. I was glad that it kind of happened. So, like, again, so I don't look like a crazy person. But, <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, as far as like glitches in the game go, those those like the only the only bad part for me. Um, you know, Steve and I were talking earlier about I at one point I had said that I didn't like the ending, but now that I'm I'm thinking back on it, I I think I I do like the ending now. So, yeah. um, I w- I was a bit unsure about the ending the first time because I really expected it. I did think, you? Because. Yeah, I did. Like, I expected Joel to go get Ellie, and I expected him to take her away and save her, because they were going to kill her, you know? Um, mm-hmm. There was no way around it. She was going to die. Um, and I expected that, and then I was like, I think once I got past going, I know that this is going to be the outcome. Um, it was more interesting to see how he was going to explain it to her. Mm. Was he going to tell her the truth or not? Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that he just didn't like you know he's just protecting her. And yeah. I think at that that point is kind of like solidified that like he was her kind of father in a way, mm-hmm. not not real father, but like pseudo father, you know, like sort of it's this, he was a symbol of a father to her, and she had become a symbol of a a daughter to him. Yeah, yeah, and point. and a lot of times as a parent. Uh, I'm assuming anyway, not that, not that I've had to get there yet. Cause my, my son's only one, but I'm assuming out of love and almost like out of a, out of a greedy relationship, like out of a greedy, loving relationship, but with your kid, you kind of lie to him to protect him, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes love is greedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in, in this case, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way that you would describe it where, where you would tell your, by the way, if anybody has any kids, don't, don't let them listen to this podcast. But, um, you know, kind of like when my parents always told me that they never drank or anything like that when they were underage. And now I'm thinking back like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, like who, who didn't kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's kind of like one of those things you, you do it to, to, because you Protect hope to them. better your, your kids. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah because... Well, I, and I do think that, I think that, you know, if you think about like adoption and stuff like that, then I think that Joel definitely was ellie's you know adoptive parents and and their children they have a bond yeah and, and even though it's not a genetic bond i mean it's still strong and love is there and oh yeah and, you know so yeah. i think that that it, it, joel and ellie that is what they gained throughout this journey is, is that you know even if she's not his real daughter genetically she is now his daughter uh adopted daughter or you know he's now responsible for her in and will continue to protect her however he needs to. I, I, I thought that that was, I thought that the ending, it was pretty clear that Ellie got it, you know, like she knew she, he was just lying to her, but she was fine. The fact that he lied to her, to her meant yeah. that he was, you know, he was now invested in her and, and cared about her. So she just took him and was like, okay, you know, whatever. I, I read a lot of complaints. People said that the ending was too Hollywood, which I thought was strange. Um, I didn't think the end was Hollywood at all. The Hollywood ending would have been that uh, Joel died in the attempt to rescue her, and then Ellie went off on her own. That would have been the Hollywood ending. Yeah, yeah or like, yeah, like, like uh, I, Joel dies right at the end. There, Ellie goes in, and but <clears throat> in my mind, the Hollywood ending would have been 
they they find a cure through her and she still lives and then it flash forwards 20 years later and she's an adult and, and tells the story civ- of joel c- civilizations being rebuilt and everyone's happy yeah. and she's like yes this guy joel uh, he was great, and he was like, you know, but that to me would have been the Hollywood ending. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't I, think, I think this that, is I a Hollywood this, ending at all. Uh, yeah, I felt this one was kind of a, a little bit of a slap in the face ending a little bit. I mean, it, the only way it could have been even a bigger slap in the face is if it ended right when they found the giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> they find the giraffes, and they, like, pet them, and then, and then they, like, have that moment with the photograph, and then they just walk off into the sunset to find the fireflies, and they're like, the credits roll, and you would have been like, what? You know, that would have been a real slap in the face. But uh, <laughs> I think that this ending was, was still pretty, I mean, devoid of any hope or, or anything. I mean, because you feel good about where they are as characters, but you don't feel good about where the world's going or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hey. like that giraffe ending. I would have liked to see yeah. that ending. The Vegisaurus. That would be the, the Kubrick ending would have been the giraffe. Uh, yeah, that was so Jurassic Park. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> they travel in herds. They travel. <laughs> they do travel in herds. <laughs> it's a Vegisaurus. Um, just have uh, Richard Attenborough come out of nowhere. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. I'm surprised that hasn't been the edited together yet. Seriously, why hasn't that been edited together yet? <laughs> um. Hey, did you guys notice that most of the seasons begin off with a uh, with an albino creature? No, no, really? Rabbit. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the rabbit for winter, but I'm, I'm. There I'm was not a short on. There was a squirrel on the hood of like the cat taxi cab in uh, fall. Okay. Um, in summer, when they go to see Bill, there's a mm-hmm. rabbit, and there's also a white stork. I think it is. Hmm. But they start off all the seasons with white animals. What's the, uh, the the uh, sim- symbolic? Uh, I don't know. Relevance. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Did you notice that? <laughs> I'm like I'm like going through the show notes. I'm like, what is it? I'm talking about white I'm, animals. I'm white pretty animals. sure albinoism is <laughs> albinoism is like a genetic mutation, right? I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, that's right, isn't it? It's a uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Hmm. So I guess I I don't and you know and there's also some cultures that uh, you know view albino creatures as a sign of good luck and kind of stuff like that, like the white buffalo and everything. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if there's like any real symbology behind it. But yeah, almost all the seasons are. I'm pretty sure all of the seasons start off with with seeing a white animal of one sort or another. Um, most of them are within the cutscene, but uh, she sees the white rabbit or one of the white rabbits while uh, while you're walking through the woods to Bill's house. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah, actually, and speaking of, of winter, I mean, that was kind of a big surprise uh, I, for me. I did not think you were going to play as Ellie. And so when that happened, I was taken back. I, I, I was like, wow, all right, okay, this is awesome. Best part I, of the game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that would probably be one of my favorite favorite sequences of the game is hunting that deer uh the part leading uh yeah that was cool was just a great kind of like a break from everything uh you know no more infected no more hunters you're just kind of in this weird space where you're controlling ellie it kind of goes back to that opening sequence where you're controlling sarah Mm -hmm. and uh and now you're you're controlling ellie but um yeah that that was great i i I was not expecting that at all so uh, you know and there was part of me at that moment where i thought I was like, holy shit, did they, is Joel dead? You know, like, like usually yeah. in games, there was like a part of me, like, usually you're like, nah, he'll be, you know, the main character is going to be back, whatever, it's fine. But like, there was this little bit of me that was like, wow, you know, 
would they go there with this game? Would they kill him off and just have me play the rest of the game as Ellie? And you know, and then, then for so when you meet David, you're kind of like, maybe this guy's not bad. Maybe he's not a creep. Maybe uh, maybe yeah. this is gonna be. She's gonna team up with these guys to go the rest of the way, and you're gonna play as Ellie to get to the Fireflies. And and so, uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Really, yeah. Cool. Her whole segment, your... I thought, was like literally the best part of the game. I I did think Joel was dead up until the point where she asks for uh, medicine. Right. I was like, I was like, oh shit, man, he's really dead. But um, I liked Ellie. She's not. I don't want to say she's mm. underpowered because she's not, but she. I don't know how to describe it. Different strengths, but anyway, she's quite nimble, you know. Yeah. Quite, you know. I mean, she obviously hasn't got the 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 strength that Joel had, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's like five men rolled into a shirt. <laughs> oh. I don't know. <laughs> you describe that guy. Where he he's, just he's breaks so arms with like a simple flick of the wrist kind of thing. Yeah. 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 No, and, and not only that, but like, even when you, even when you like kill somebody with, with Ellie, she's, she's doing it with such a reluctance and almost like a, a almost like a lack of understanding. Whereas Joel kind of kills without hesitation. But when yeah. she does it, she sneaks up on somebody and stabs them in the back. And then when they're dead, she's just like, fuck her. Like, like kind of almost like blaming them for making her do that in the first place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Playing as Ellie was the best part. And it, it took every ounce of me to not use any Ellie footage in the video review too. <laughs> yeah. I would have been, but spoiler. <laughs> I even put up a spoiler in the beginning. Like, like, Hey, I might spoil the crap out of this. Yeah. But I did I my that, best to not. I like that Naughty Dog flat out lied to like the gaming press and everything too, and said no, you're not, you don't control Ellie at any point in the game. You only play as Joel. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know they, that. They flat out lied. They didn't let anybody play any of that part of the game. Well, good and for them. That as a, and they managed to keep it a secret pretty much completely. I think I don't think that leaked out at all. And uh, that was awesome. And then during that documentary, there's a moment where the the lead uh, creative director guy from Naughty Dog actually jokes and he's like yeah sorry sorry gaming press i i, I lied <laughs> <laughs> well good for them they're protecting their product you know yeah. and they're protecting yeah. their story they, they yeah, shouldn't that, have to answer that question and, and that, by not answering that question it almost it's like uh it's almost like in the uh an unspoken admission of guilt kind of thing you know yeah mm-hmm. no i mean it's up to them they want to share like and they can share stuff that isn't true anyway you know it's just press like so yeah i'm glad they kept they kept that under wraps i was gonna ask you guys um what was your first impressions when you met Dave? Like, what did you think? Did you? Tr- I didn't trust him. I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> I didn't trust any of them. Like, no, nobody in I, the game did I trust. Yeah, I, I didn't really. But there was, like I said, there was that small moment where I thought Joel was dead, and I was like, oh, "Is this going to be like a new character that you kind of, yeah, you know?" But uh, I was really, yeah, no, nah, not really. He was a little too creepy. Little, yeah. Um, no even he even has a creepy haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought he was way too cooperative. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, this, this is far too easy. Like this guy's being far too sort of friendly or whatever. Yeah, I even even the good guys, like uh, Joel's brother, like uh, you yeah. know Thomas, even even they are totally yeah. you know uh, doubting of them when they arrive, and they're they're the good guys, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I did like that. Right after you meet David, you're kind of forced to play through a bunch of the game with him as a partner kind of make you think that maybe he is trustworthy and maybe you you know the, the, i thought that was good that they did that because it cast enough doubt on the idea of whether or not he was good or bad yeah um, yeah because if they had just had that cut scene and then 
you know, whatever. You probably would have figured out pretty quickly that, that he was a, a sketchy dude. But the fact that yeah. they actually make you work with him for a while, I thought was cool because it, it did make me question. Um, and I love that scene when, when after all the shit is done and you and, and him are sitting, Ellie and David are sitting there and, and he starts telling her the story about how his men went out and didn't come back and this maniac killed them and happened to be traveling with a young girl. And I thought that was just, that moment as he was telling her the story i'm I'm like oh no oh shit i'm so dead right now did you you know whenever he told that i was like he is an asshole because he's part of that because he's part of that group it's like Mm -hmm. joe you killed those people because they were bad people you know Mm because they were trying to kill you Mm -hmm. and like at that point i just after that i was just totally i mean i was kind of doubting him anyway because i was so annoyed that i was like i thought joe was dead and then I was like, realized Joel was sick, and I was still quite annoyed because I just missed him, you know, <laughs> missed missed that bearded maniac, and uh, I was just like, no one could replace my Joel, nobody could do it, go away. And then as soon as he said that, I was like, no, you're not gonna live. <laughs> I was just sure in my mind there was gonna come a point where I would get to kill him. And That's funny. Yeah, as soon as as soon as he was like saying about the maniac, I was just like. They deserve it. Your mates deserve to die. And you <laughs> will eventually die as well. It's fine. You, you wouldn't have thought much about it until, like... Like, if you had just met them and then separated, you would have been, like, one thing. Like, oh, okay. But then when, when he sends, like, that whole army of people after you, then you're like, wow, this guy is, like, not just a kind of a, a sort of asshole, but a total asshole. Yeah, yeah. The asshole, like, of, of that, that part of the game. Like, um... What did you think of Bill? I thought Bill was kind of cool because he was kind of, he was like really standoffish, you know, in a way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, he didn't want you to be there. And like, it wasn't like, he wasn't, I liked that he wasn't welcoming, you know. I was like, I think uh-huh. he just got total honesty of what he was like straight away. Like, you could tell he wasn't happy to be there. He is also insane as well, like, in his own way. Yeah. And like, he, he wasn't, he wasn't a threat, you know, like, he was. You could tell whatever the favorite. What was the favor? They don't. They, you don't know. That might actually be revealed in the DLC. But, the, really but whatever favor know. like he owed you, you don't. You don't know. Yeah. But um, it was. It clearly was a big favor. Like you know. Yeah. Whatever it was, like for him to go and help us get a car, like you know. Yeah. No. Bill. Bill is actually one of my favorite characters, and yeah. uh, I was. I got to admit, I was a little. A little upset with Naughty Dog. They. They recently did an AMA, and somebody had asked like if Bill was gay. And they had said it's open to yeah. interpretation, but uh, the writer meant for him to be as gay. I wish they would have just been like, yeah, he's gay. You know? Because yeah. he, he's clearly was. gay. He, he said my partner, and I was like, well, you're gay. Yeah. I, I, I just figured straight away, like, you know. Yeah. He, he I, was a great character. I wish I, I kind of wish that they had done that just so that they could say that they had a, a gay character in the video game, and he is non-stereotypically gay, and he's he, he, it's yeah. like his sexuality has nothing to do with his character other than that's just happens to be his sexuality, yeah. you know. I think that would have been a, like a really good and a powerful move on Naughty Dog's behalf, and, and that AMA they they did. I wish they they had taken it back and were were like, yeah, guess what? He's gay. So what? Deal with it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh well. Yeah. But no, Bill was one of my favorite characters, just because, like you said, he's so brutally honest, um, and and it's it's a very he's a very business like relationship with Joel, and it's kind of like as soon as we're mm-hmm. done here, we're done, get out of yeah, my town, yeah. you know. <laughs> Contract complete. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But it does feel like he respects Joel a bit and that he does whatever that whatever that favor was, it was something enough that he you can feel a a, a bit of a slight bit of uh uh sentimental kind of attitude towards Joel. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's reluctant because he's shut himself off and he wants nothing to do with people because people are what cause the problems, you know, the infected. He has that line where he's like, you know, the infected are simple. I understand, you know, it's uh-huh. the people that scare the hell out of me yeah uh, <clears throat> you also you know, get a lot but, of the but, character of Tess through him as well because a lot of people that you talk to they're all like hey how's Tess doing and it seems as though Tess is really the one that they interact with most more than Joel and Joel is yeah. kind of like they're like what are you what are you doing here where's Tess kind of thing you know yeah so uh yeah yeah well uh Steve is calling the 10 minute mark so we'll we'll we'll, we'll chat for another 10 minutes or so and then we'll we'll wrap up our thoughts I guess um the music then the music has to be acknowledged like is absolutely yeah. amazing like really 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 simplistic you know and like i don't mean simplistic i mean really sort of sort of sparse i guess you know like it's it's not like it's packed full of stuff and, like every track is like you know instrument wise like there's not that many in it you know it's like a lot mm-hmm. of like kind of like nylon guitars and mm-hmm. like um, some like gritty electric and then like I, one of the things I thought was amazing in the music um, I can't remember where it was but you were definitely fighting against the infected and um, it was just big hits just going boom mm-hmm. but it uh-huh. wasn't that, it wasn't to a tempo or anything it was just random hits mm-hmm. and like they just they didn't have you know breath between them that was consistent it was just they were just coming in I was just like you never knew when it was going to happen and I just can't get me. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like, but I was really like, I appreciated it. Like, you know, it was really good use of the music. It was a uh, Gustavo. I'm going to butcher his last name. Gustavo Santa Olala. He's a, yeah, uh, it's better than film. what I could say. So he's a Argentine musician and film composer. Uh, he'd done uh soundtracks for Babel, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Really? Diaries. Yeah. You should check uh, out the Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. It is, unreal i've really, never really never listened to it that's crazy yeah, yeah really uh he's he features a big part in the uh in the documentary as well uh really interesting some of the stuff he was doing something like he, he uh had this one thing it was like a um it was just like a long look like a long metal wire on like a piece of wood and he was playing it with like a bow and that's like when there's a lot of parts in the game where you'll hear like this kind of like screeching kind of musical yeah. note that's not it's like almost like is it like what note is it it's kind of like going back and forth a little yeah. bit and that's what he's doing is he's just going crazy on that wire with a with a bow and recording it and yeah. i wouldn't have ever realized that hadn't i watched him do it um i think there's actually i think on the playstation uh youtube channel they have a couple uh videos as well that yeah. are taken from that that documentary uh well worth checking out because that's uh, awesome yeah Big I mean, time. dude is brilliant and uh definitely uh, enjoyed watching him as he was was playing the stuff but yeah i love that i just love that style it's got kind of almost um that the the overall what would you call it the the, the theme song kind of of, of the game yeah. reminds me of like something that would play in like uh in like a tarantino movie almost yeah like, yeah and it reminds yeah. me of like uh it kind of reminded me of the music in kill bill um towards the end when she's uh the scene i don't want to spoil kill bill but basically that final scene between her and bill in the second volume 
when he stands up and walks away. If you've seen Kill Bill, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, anyway, but that reminded me of that ending scene of uh, of Kill Bill a lot, and uh, uh, just that style, that that real kind of just earnest guitar work. Uh, I really like. Good stuff. There was a, there was a part of it that really kind of reminded me as well uh, of um, there was a track in uh, Red Dead Redemption when John Marsden is riding back home. Uh, something about that particular track reminded me a lot of the music that was in this game as well. And um, I got to say, man, they they absolutely nailed the music in this point because when there was music and and you don't hear a lot of music, it was it almost seemed like they picked the moments when you were definitely going to be hearing music, but otherwise guess what no music because you need mm-hmm. to be listening around for zombies you need to be having you know you gotta check your pants for poop every 15 minutes because you know somebody's <laughs> gonna be you know running up on you and right. I, I loved it loved it um yeah I, I this is it's it's gonna be running high for one of the best soundtracks of the year if if i had such a oh, category yeah. you know i think it's it's been nominated for something uh what was i looking at earlier on um let's see so what was it uh Last of Us gets an Academy. Oh no, wait, never mind. You know what I said? <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's gonna it's gonna clean up at the VGAs next year. They're gonna get the Golden yeah. Dorito Award. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get the Hot Pocket Award of Excellence. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, no, I thought the soundtrack was was really great. Um, there was. I, I, I don't want to sidetrack us, but I, I did want to kind of counter somebody who, who made a comment on our YouTube video where I had mentioned that that some of the symbolism in the game opened up to a deeper meaning. And, and, and I want to say, yes, it does. And all of that stuff is very, very intentional in this game, mm-hmm. which yeah. if somebody says, hey, you're reading into it wrong, I want to say back to them, you know, I'm, I'm having fake arguments in my head, apparently. But like <laughs> good writers do this kind of thing intentionally. Good writers, you know, selectively yeah. pick the names of their characters they selectively pick which colors they're going to use in in uh you know in their in their movies and, and television uh shows and stuff but um the the color lavender is used a lot in this game and, and specifically um you know the 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 what are they orchids in this i already made a note of this uh yes you did yeah orchids. were they orchids no you mean like the lilacs Oh, lilacs yeah lilacs yeah, yeah sorry all, all of that stuff like the color lavender and specifically lilacs are very much a symbol of of uh you know a transition from being a young woman into a, a you know a grown woman so from like a girl to a woman and a lot of this story is specifically about ellie's transition from being you know you know a girl to joel's daughter from being a girl to a woman on her own and kind of that whole growing up and making decisions on her own. Um, and so I, I feel like a lot of that is really, really intentional. There's even a color, there's even a tie that they make within the game between Sarah. Sarah wears all, all lavender in the beginning. And then, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, you know, they're, they're walking through a, a field of, of, uh, of uh, those flowers again. Um, there was something else I, I had picked up too. At that, that moment when they're walking through that field, that's kind of the, the first lilacs. time. That's the first time when Joel kind of has an an open conversation about Sarah right. and Ellie. Also, yeah. Uh, any other point in the game, he never really says anything about. Even when he gives her the photo, or when she gives him the photo, he just kind of is like, "Oh yeah, well, I guess you know you can't run away from your past and blah blah blah." Yep. Uh, yeah. Or from run away from who you are, you know. 
Um, but he doesn't actually say too much about her until they're walking to that field, and that's when he talks about them, I guess, taking trips and how they would have liked each other and been friends. And yep. you know, that was a great moment. That photo, yeah. by the way, her number on her jersey is fourteen, and Ellie always self-identifies as being fourteen, like as her age, as fourteen. So there's like that gigantic tie. And yeah. then if you if you really look at it, the entire I don't want to call it second half of the game. The entire main portion of the game is just kind of a larger retelling of the story that happens in the in the introduction. You know, um, uh, so you've got the outbreak. God, I had all this kind of mapped out in my brain, and now I've kind of forgotten it all. <laughs> but um, um, every, everything happens. Everything that happens in the beginning of the game happens in the in the later part of the game. The car crash happens twice with you know with joel and his daughter figure um even even the symbol of like joel carrying his daughter figure happens twice in the game um so he does it with sarah in the beginning and he does it with ellie at the end um you play as the the daughter character for both parts there's a there's a large segment of the game where you know in the beginning where you leave your protection up to someone else um and they they kind of do that twice so if you play through the game a second time, keep that in mind. There, the that what happens in the main portion of the game is kind of a larger retelling of what happens in just in that introduction. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how someone could. I'm. I, I, I. Again, you're right. I don't want to get on a huge tangent, but I don't see how someone could say that there's no none of that symbolism there, and that you're reading too much into it. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous claim because. Reading into it is what you're supposed. With good fiction, what you're supposed to do is read into it. You know. Yeah. If, if that's it, it, I don't know. Never mind. I don't want to get off on a big tangent. About no, it. but it's, I think it's, it's, it's not that just internet good mentality that frustrates me. And it just <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't want to get into an argument with yourself that isn't isn't quite exactly. There. But I, I think that's what I really love about this game is because you can read into it and see something larger there. But a lot of games out there are just kind of like, here's your game, and there's nothing wrong with with sometimes having just a game for just a game's sake. But it's really yeah. nice to have a break for having a game that has not only a great core gameplay concept and a great story, but it actually goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that. That's yeah. probably my favorite part about this entire game. I played Blood Dragon. I didn't read into it too much. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take this one at face value, guys. <laughs> Blood Dragon's awesome. I love Blood Dragon. Nothing again. No, that, but that, I'm just I'm an illustration of your point is being there's yeah. games you can just play and it is what it is and whatever. But then there's games like this where there's a lot more going on under the hood and, and it's it's fun if you're anyone who enjoys fiction and writing and, and literature to go in under the hood and kind of figure out why the spark plugs over here and you know why they routed it this this, this way. I mean it's just yeah. it's uh it's it's interesting. And if that doesn't interest you that's fine, but don't be like, There's nothing else going on in here. What's wrong with you? There there was <laughs> one that I didn't pick up on that, that somebody on Reddit had picked up on and I was like, Oh, that's really a good one, but apparently it was unintentional. But um uh, what's his name? Henry's Henry's son, brother, brother. Sam. Oh, brother, brother. What was his yeah, brother's yeah. name? Sam. Sam. When Sam finds a transformer, they said, "Was that foreshadowing that he was oh, going to yeah. transform?" And they were like, "They were like, no, that was actually an accident. <laughs> they just wanted to have a toy, and a transformer is very much, you know, a very <laughs> identifiable toy." And I was like, "Oh, that would have been kind of cool if you had thought that through ahead of time and was like, yep, we did that intentionally. Glad you picked yeah. up on it." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts before we, we round out and call it a call it a show? I'm calling mm. this one right now. 
I this is my game of the year. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm already yeah. calling this a game of the year for when we do the Elder Geek Eggy Awards, so that's a spoiler for that. Um, <laughs> and this yeah. is probably my game of the generation. I mean, I probably, prior to, had I not played this game, I think I probably would have said uh, Red Dead Redemption might mm-hmm. have been my game of the generation. Um, but this has, has I think, come in and, and de- dethroned that. Still a great game. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Red Dead's probably my number two now. But this is my number one. Absolutely, this game has defined the past seven years of consoles for me. And uh, yeah, Chris, what about you, bud? I couldn't agree more. Like, I it's my top game. I game for both things, really, for the the PS3 generation and just of the last year, of the last few years, to be honest. And like, it's I can't remember the last time a, a game has affected me the way this game has. Like, you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's not just a computer game, you know, it's it's this story, it's like a film, it's like all these things wrapped in the one, like it's all these amazing experiences. And like um I don't I th- I think I don't wanna think of it as, you know, it's once in a blue moon that this comes around. I wanna think of it as here's the bar guys, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Let's pick up the let's pick up the pace and let's make the next generation of consoles have this kind of quality and like you know of games like you know watchdogs which looks have you seen watchdogs yet dude watchdogs looks sick oh it's so good (laughs) (laughs) um like watchdog and like red dead redemption 2 as well i mean Mm -hmm. like you know i'm i'm pretty hopeful that we're going to be having this kind of conversation again about other games and like the fact that they're, they're making dlc for it i really i really hope that it's it maintains the same quality, you know. I don't mm-hmm. care what the stories are with it, you know. I just, as long as they maintain the quality that they've had in the actual game, it's going to be good. But mm-hmm. so yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I'm, I'm actually going to go play it after we finish here. <laughs> it's just talking about it. It's making me want to play. I um, it's it's going to be really tough. Like I don't want to call it game of the year yet because we're still only in August, which I can't even believe we're in August. But uh, there still are some other big games that need to be coming out yet. Uh, I AC four is not going to be better than it, but like you said, Watch Dogs has got a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely one of the best games of the generation. Uh, you know, it, it might be. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it's better than Red Dead though. It's really, 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 really good, uh, and I would say it's better than ninety nine point nine nine percent of games. And um, and I, I really do recommend anybody who has any sort of doubt about this game to to definitely check it out. Um. Yeah, yeah. I also want to say thanks real quick to anybody who like left comments to us for for you know about the show and for people that that actually watched the video review too. Um. Yeah. That's that. This is this is just such a great game. Uh, yeah. Um. And like you said, I hope that this isn't. I hope this isn't the rarity. I hope this becomes more of the norm, kind of thing. Uh, I would with, like with the next gen. Cause... I, I kind of part of me doesn't want them to make a sequel to this. Right. I wouldn't mind a little more yep. DLC. No. Yep. I wouldn't mind DLC that fleshes out, like we were saying, the ish storyline or any of the kind of the sub yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I'm I kind of really would not like to see a sequel to this anytime soon. Nope. Maybe maybe in like five years on the PS4 they come out with a with a you know whatever a continuation yeah. or or a side story that takes place in the same kind of uh, fictional universe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh or maybe even a 10 years later kind of thing but not a direct like here's joel and ellie again you know yeah hey ellie how you been doing (laughs) you you could do like 10 years before like you know show how joel's come to be what he was at that point 20 years later or you can have like knitting you know really (laughs) knitting and (laughs) loves his knitting (laughs) he makes his own shirts <laughs> hi, hi Ellie. I, I, knit, I knitted you this sweater here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. oh well. Uh, it's yeah. sad that we got to cut this out. There's so much I wanted to talk about, like the fate of Joel's wife, and uh, you know, so there's so many other branching discussions that we could be having. But oh, well. I think uh, whenever the DLC comes out, whenever that's going to be, we should, uh, we should, even if we're not doing it on. Twitch or whatever, we should uh, have a chat about it anyway. Agreed, man. It'd be good. Yeah, I think we could revisit it for sure. Agreed. Should we call the show? I think so. I think so. Thanks everyone for tuning in and for watching us on Twitch and YouTube. And if you download the podcast on iTunes, thank you very much. We always appreciate uh, if you would subscribe, give us some feedback, some stars, five preferably, but if you give less than that. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Rate us up on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, that would be that would be swell. Uh, and Chris, man, thank you very much. Uh, you, in a lot of ways, you 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 made this episode possible. So, uh, <laughs> in many many ways, this uh, this episode of the Game Club is brought to you by uh, Hyperduck Soundworks. Uh, head over to uh, it's a uh, hyperduck.co.uk, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the main website. And we'll have a link to your YouTube channel and everything, as always. Awesome. Uh, here on the video. And I love show it. notes. Yeah, it's man. Good, it was it's great good chat having you, you back. guys. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing a uh, Joel cosplay for uh for Matt Really? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I've been I've been googling like gas masks and flashlights that hook on to uh onto backpacks and stuff like that. So we'll see. I got a, awesome. the beard's just about I might need to trim it up a little bit. I got the gray hair already, so <laughs> we'll see. I might be walking yeah. around Magfest and Oh, that would be shirt. so cool. Here, if you find a place that does that, see that sh- that green shirt that Joel wears? I really want that shirt. <laughs> it's really nice. I was like, that's a really nice shirt, you know? 20 years <laughs> on, still looking good. It's a quality so, item. Yeah. It's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. Awesome. Anyway. All right, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with uh, Phil to do Rogue Legacy, I think. Phil? Maybe Phil, that guy. Oh, that guy? yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean other Chris? Other Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Chris too. Chris too. <laughs> Better. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. 